So for many people, learning in base medrash is no longer an option, and we have to be mechazek the learning online, the learning through podcasts, learning on our phones. And Bezaz Hashem, I will continue giving the 12-minute halacha shir five days a week. So the Gemara and Brachas Tafheim Adav tells us when it's discussing the sugyas of Yisurim Shalava, what's considered Yisurim Shalava. So one man the Amar there says, Elohim Yisurim Shalava, this is what's considered Yisurim Shalava. Kol she'ein bahen bitl If you don't have bitl Torah through it, so that could be considered Yisurim Shalava. It will be a... It will be a uh, a kiss from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bring out the best in us. That's called Yisurim Shel Ava. Shanemar the Pasuk says, So if a person is still able to learn Torah, so you, you you are showing that these are Yisurim Shel Ava. So of course the Gemara on a Pashib shot means that the Yisurim are not too painful that he's unable to learn Torah. But one could think about it, that if a person himself finds time uh, puts in the effort to learn Torah even through tough times. Yisuru, many people out there do not have parnasa anymore. Many people have family members that are sick, that are infected with, with the coronavirus. And for other people, it's just uh, WhatsApp jokes. So if someone could find the time to learn through this ace sara, through the, through the uh, lack of school, lack of parnasa for many people... So you're showing a Kaddish Baruch that these are called Yisurim Shalava. If uh, you look at the Rav Asher Weiss has a video, I will post the link, Bez Hashem, a story of his father in Auschwitz, and his father basically told the Kleisenberger Rebbe that if we do not learn, if we do not speak in learning through these times, then how will we survive? So that's the truth. For many people, we're spending a lot of time at home. It's going to be difficult to be able to raise our children without school, without our institutions that we're used to. For many communities, there's no shul anymore. There's no davening with a minion. There's no rabbi's drush for Shabbos morning. It's really unprecedented times. So if we do not speak and learning, if we do not find time to learn ourselves from, from a safer, a chavrusa on the phone, a podcast. So in fact, the question is, how will we survive? So let's continue Learning Hilchas Pesach, that's what we should uh, focus on, Hilchas Pesach. So we're discussing the concept of kashering, that we brought the Pesukim by uh, the clay Midian, after the Mohama, Kol Asher anything that was used with direct heat, you need to do Libun. If it was used with water, with a medium, a liquid medium, you would do Hagala. So that's fine and dandy, and the truth is, that's basically all of Hilchas Kashras. However, there are many, many details that we will get to. First of all, what about Klicharis? What about earthenware Kalem? So the Psukim by Parshas Midian were specifically talking about the six metals. So we had all these different types of metal, and you do Hagala and Libun in it. What about Klicharis? You have to look in Parshas Sav. In Parshas Sav, by the, by the Psukim, regarding the carbon Chatas, the Pasuk says, this is Parik Vav, Pasuk Hafalav, Uklicheres Asher Tevashobai, that you had a Klicheres that you used to cook with it. So Yishaver, you must break it. Now it has Noiser in it. The Blias would be Noiser, and you have to you have to uh, kasher it. But since you can't kasher it, Klicheres Yishaver, it must be broken. The Gemara tells us, why do I have to break it? So the Gemara says, that the Torah tells us, by a Klicheres, we have a concept called... 
The Gemara in Psachim Daf Lamed Amud Beis Hatayra Heida Al Klicheres Sheina Yoytze Midei Doifyoi LaOlam that the Blias of a Klicheres. Remember last last week, last Thursday, I think we gave the shear on Blias that the taste that's inside a keli never comes out. Sheina Yoytze Midei Doifyoi LaOlam it never comes out. There's two ways to read this: either Doifyoi or Doi or Doifav. Either it means the walls of a keli will never give out the the um, the, the taste or Doifyoi. Is like the Barnu Doifi. We spoke things that are that are Doifi uh, of nothingness, so the Klicheres can never leave its state of of Doifi. Okay, either way, how how you learn the words at the end of the day, you can't. The Torah tells us you cannot do Hagala on on uh, <clears throat> on Klicheres and earthenware Kalim. We'll talk about ceramic and many things that are that we look at today that we we wouldn't think it's from earthenware, but China. Ceramic, those things are considered halachically klicheres. So if a person used those for treif or for chametz, halacha is you cannot do hagala because hagala will not work. So let's take a moment and we'll take a few steps backwards. When we dis- when we discussed in the previous year that there's a concept of hagala and there's a concept of libon that that we said if a person used something on the fire. So a Torah tells me I need libun in order to kasher it. I have to use a direct heat in order to kasher it. That's your classic blowtorch koshering. And then there's hagawa. When something was used to cook, you made a uh, trefa soup. So in order to kasher from the trefa soup, you have to boil up a pot of water. Now if you're koshering that pot, you just overflow that pot. Whatever, we'll figure out how to kasher uh, specifically later on. But you need hagawa. Hagawa is kibala kachpaltai. So if you look in the Rishonim, most of the Rishonim basically break it down into two different things. That when I do Hagala, so what am I trying to do? There's a concept of Kiboyla Kachpoltoi. The flavor went in through cooking. How am I going to get the flavor out? By cooking it again. I'll cook with hot water and that hot water will bring out the absorbed taste. So the question is obviously, so what's going to be with that absorbed taste? So we wait 24 hours first. So anyways, it is not trafe, and we'll, we'll explain every single part of the Hagala process. But for today's share, it's important to remember the way Hagala works is kiboiloi, whatever absorbed, karpoltoi, it spits it out through Hagala, through boiling up water to malarasicha temperatures, about 212 degrees, and then the taste will go out. So when it comes to klicheres, the Torah tells me that the blia. The blia will never come out. However, there's another way to kasher. The other way to kasher is through libun. Through libun, you take a blowtorch, you blowtorch a uh, barbecue grill. So now you you did libun. How does libun work? So most we should learn the way libun works is I'm actually burning it in its place. There used to be absorbed taste, so I bought a grill on Craigslist, and that grill was probably used for trefus, novelas, no shilas, for short treif. Okay. So now I take this this grill, and either I take charcoal or a, a a blowtorch, and I'm applying temperature, and it's getting to 900 degrees, a thousand degrees. So the absorbed taste, we will say, becomes incinerated. It gets burnt in its place, and it's no longer in existence. Not to say that the taste came out. There is no taste anymore. I burnt it out. There's nothing here. Similar to a self-clean oven. We call it burning out your oven. There's no, there's no taste left in the walls based on the temperature that this Kaylee reached. So the question is, 
You want to tell me that there's there that that klicheres that ain't blia that the blia can never come out of the walls. Fine, I agree to you. But why can't I just take a torch? And just burn out the blia in its place. The same way I could do that by an oven. I could do that by a barbecue grill. Why can't I do that when it comes to klicheres? So the truth is, minat Torah you could midaraisa libun works. When the Torah says you cannot do uh, kasher klicheres, the Torah is talking about hagala. It is not talking about libun. There's actually a kasha. The Gemara Zvachim asks why, in fact. Could we? Could could the Torah not tell us right away that you could do libun? We'll leave it for a different share. But right now, let's assume, and this is the correct way of learning, that the Torah says no problem. You're allowed to do libun on a klicharis. So why, in fact, do I not do it? So there's a Gemara. The Gemara tells us, and this is based on Rishonim and the Gemara Sachem, that when it comes to a klicharis, there's a concept. If a person would apply heat, direct heat to the klicharis to the ceramic, there's a concept of the chashinon. We're afraid. The one who's kashering is going to be chayas alayu. He's going to be worried about his keli. Shema paki. Maybe it's going to crack. And he won't do a good kashering since klicheres cracks easily. So if you're applying heat, you take a blowtorch or you take charcoal and you're, and you're kashering a piece of ceramic... We're, we are afraid you're not going to do a good kashering. So therefore, mid the Rabbanon, one should not kasher with, uh, with libon. You should not kasher a klicheres with libon. So even though mid the it's burning out the tam, the taste, mid the Rabbanon, there's a concept of uh, the person will be afraid that it might crack. So the truth is, there are heterim for both. One hector for Libun is, let's say, you're doing it in a way that clearly shows that you don't care it's going to crack. One example, we'll expand on this tomorrow. One example would be our, our typical self-cleaning oven. You're doing, you're running it in the typical way it's, it's, uh, it's used. And if you're, or, or you take a pot, you take a klicheres, and you return it to a kiln. So clearly you're showing that I don't care about it. Some are trying to learn that since it takes a moment, once you let go of it, there's nothing to be afraid of. Even if you want to be demachayisle, you're afraid of that it's going to crack. Too late. You let go of it. It's back in the kiln. It's in this raging fire. There's nothing you could do about it. So once you let go, you let go. So different uh, variations of why there are some times we're able to kasher a klicharis. And we'll discuss this when we get into the self-cleaning ovens. When you could, when you cannot kasher self-cleaning ovens. That's... Uh, Hector number one. Hector number two is when even just going back to Hagala. When it comes to Hagala, kashering. So we said when it comes to klicheres, the the blia, the taste, will never fully come out. So some of the poets can bring down to Yerushalmi that perhaps if I do Hagala a few times, so maybe in one Hagala it doesn't come out. But maybe if I do Hagala a few times and we're dealing with something that doesn't have such a strong taste, or it's not so usr, maybe it's only a sederabonon, maybe it's heterobalam kashering from milchik to parv, so there might be another heter in that uh, category as well. One more chumrah, and now we're going to spend time on each on each one of these topics. One more chumrah would be that we mentioned the concept of the reason why you cannot do libun 
on klicheres is because you're afraid it's going to crack. So if you look in the Chai Adam, he expands this to any time you're kashering, if you're nervous, you're going to break something, this could be you're kashering your countertops with hot water, and you're nervous that you're going to get your wooden cabinets all wet and, and, uh, and you're going to ruin it. That's also a concern. If you're kashering very expensive equipment and you do not have an, uh, a release, a kashering release, or in your contract you're not insured and you're working for Ashkaka Agency, you're kashering uh, uh, you know, very expensive equipment, again, you have this concern of so we'll, t- we'll just spend a few moments on each one of these as we continue the 12-minute Halacha Shirem.